Have you done any spring cleaning yet this year? We just took some uh, T-shirts to Goodwill yesterday, and it felt so good to get those out of the house. (laughs) Uh, There's a surprising reason a lot of us are motivated to do at least some spring cleaning. Do you want to guess what it is, Kev? Um, Why would people want to spring clean? Uh, company's coming. <laughs> uh, that's, that was my motivation. Uh, actually, it is. It makes us feel like we have some control over our lives. People also believe it helps their mental well-being. The top reasons for spring cleaning were boosting your mood, reducing stress, increasing focus, organizing thoughts, and improving improving your physical health. So who knew? I, I've always nicknamed it stress cleaning. Yeah. It goes a lot deeper than I ever realized. It, it makes you feel like you... You can do something about the chaos in your life. Yeah, I mean, it does give you a feeling of order, right? Mm-hmm. And when you have a feeling of order, everything goes better. Coming up in just a minute, do you ever get a little bit competitive with your other half about who the kids like better? <laughs> do you ever get competitive with your other half about who the kids like better, mom nope. or dad? Nope, I know they like her better. <laughs> <laughs> this is really sweet. This couple has a new baby. And it's already begun. Alyssa keeps desperately trying to get her 11th-month-old baby girl to say mama. Check this out. Mama, can you say mama's name? Dada. (laughs) She even sings. Dada. So she sings the same song, but not with mama. She sings it with dada. She keeps trying in different ways, and uh, she does it when she's well-fed, when she's just gotten woken up from her nap, and hmm. she, every time it's da da. I wonder if if mom is giving a reaction that the kid likes, <laughs> like well, she's dad making was a face. There like once. I wonder, if, no, I wonder if mom makes a face reactively to the kid saying dad that like that the kid likes. Like, ooh, I'm getting mm-hmm. a reaction out of her. The one video I looked at, the mom couldn't look at the child because she was just like <laughs> rolling her eyes, like. It, I got to play it again. Listen to this little voice. It's so sweet. Mama, can you say mama's name? Dada. 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 <laughs> so cute. Taylor, you know, I've, I've tried to encourage people to carry uh, gift cards to fast food restaurants with mm-hmm. them. Then they can give them out to, uh, to homeless people or someone asking for, you know, something to eat or some money or whatever and give them the gift card and feel good about they're going to, oh, they're going to go and get something to eat. Yeah. Um, I had one rejected the other day. We're going to talk about it next. <laughs> okay, so I had my Christian do-gooder hat on the other day. I was sitting at a traffic light, and there was a guy, a homeless guy, walking at a sign, like, please help, God bless you. And he's walking up the chair. I'm waiting for him to come up to my car. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to make his day. I got a gift card to fast food restaurant. He's going to be so happy. And he walks up, and I said, hey, man, I got a gift card for you uh, for, for a fast food restaurant. And he looked at it, and he goes, no, thanks. And he turned around and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 come back. He probably is organic and vegan. Right, you don't like, know. Come back. I'm being Jesus right now and you're ruining it. <laughs> We're talking about those times when you reach out to help people and you may not be giving them the help they wanted. There was a lady who I got to know. She was always at the exit ramp for my house named mm-hmm. Cindy and um, one time I passed her by and she had the sign up and um, she's actually in a wheelchair. She only has one leg. And um, I was like, Cindy, I'm going to go home and get you something. I'll be back. So I rush home and I load up the car with blankets mm-hmm. and anything I think that she would want to eat that's non-perishable that would taste good cold. And then I made her some sandwiches. I like had 
Dave's organic bread and organic turkey and cheese and lettuce and try wow. to make it like delish, put some chips in a bag, all this stuff. So I go back and my husband drives me because he wants to make sure I'm safe. So he drives me and I get out of the car and I'm like, Cindy, look what I brought for you. I have blankets. I have this. I have this. And she goes, well, what I really wanted was some fried chicken and biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, maybe next time. <laughs> this is all I have this time. <laughs> wah, wah. Do you like original songs? My husband, for example, is he just he loves the originals. He does not like cover songs. Well, then beware the sped up music trend. TikTok has seen an increasing number of sped up songs take off in the last year. The hashtag sped up sounds has over 15 billion views Hmm. and hundreds of accounts on TikTok have gained millions of followers just from speeding up songs on their own and posting them to TikTok. So to give you a taste, here's a sped up song that you've probably heard us play on our radio station. That's Kane. <laughs> and I, I thought, well, maybe for a workout, that could be kind of that's fun. That's all I could think of. Maybe like, you that's run a, or bike faster. Zumba class version. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of catchy. <laughs> um, that, that's an old radio trick. You know, radio stations have done that for years. If you have a com- competing radio station, mm-hmm. the new station in town would play songs. They would speed them up and make the beats per minute just a little bit faster. Uh-huh. With the idea being it would make the other station sound sleepy and tired. Ah, We'd did it sound work? Upbeat. I don't know if it did or not. I mean... Radio programmers try all kinds of goofy tricks like that to try to get you I wonder to if it's to... still being done today. I don't know. Hmm. I would imagine, probably. And could, like, was it only music fans who would detect the difference, or did everybody no, know? No, it's supposed to be one of those subliminal things. So you okay. wouldn't even notice. You would just tune into the old station and go, like, they just sound so sleepy. I can't put my finger hmm. on why. And then you'd, you'd turn on to the new station, and they would be I'm like... So pissed, <laughs> Sounds frantic. And I, <laughs> the older I get, the less frantic I want in my life. Coming up, this guy is inspiring all of us to keep on going. Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. This guy is inspiring all of us to keep on going. Tom lives in England and he's 95 years old. Do you know he's played the trombone way back to celebrate Queen Elizabeth's coronation in 1952. Wow. And he's been crowned the world's longest-serving brass player. He's been in the same band for close to 83 years, since he was 13 years old. He almost never missed a rehearsal or a performance, and he and his wife Peggy have been married 66 years, and this is really cool. Now his grandson is in the band as a trumpeter. And uh, he tried to surprise his granddad with the world record certificate. Mm -hmm. So he told granddad he's going to the pub. Mm -hmm. Dad wouldn't come in. Granddad was like, well, no, we're going to the pub. (laughs) He's like, no, come in for a minute. (laughs) Come on, I'm trying to do the surprise, Grandpa. (laughs) It's hilarious. He he had his mind on that drink. (laughs) That would have been my grandmother. No, 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 no. Coffee. Priorities, son. Priorities. (laughs) So if you're a teacher or if you work with kids and you're like, gosh, am I I making an impact? Am I getting through? Got some words of encouragement. This is going to make your day. Coming up next. If you work with kids, especially if you're a teacher, sometimes you can just feel like, 
man, what am I doing? Are these kids even getting it? They don't, not only they don't like me, it seems like everything I say, it's blank faces. Mm -hmm. I ask like, I mean, you can go in with all the passion in the world. And I know this from doing, working with like uh, my, my kids volunteering at school and stuff. You go in with all the passion in the world and you're like, so who wants to do it? Crickets. They all look at you. They're not going to raise their hand in front of their friends and not be cool. So listen to what, this is a famous person's quote about a teacher that made an impact on him without without the teacher really even know it said uh, she showed us what God can do with someone's life. Although we fought against her in the name of adolescent freedom, we all inwardly respected her and she had a deep, profound effect on every one of us. So who was that? What kind of effect can you have on, on the kids that you're teaching? That was Bono talking about one of his high school teachers. Oh, wow. Huge impact. I love how he recognizes as an adult, like we, she never knew in those moments because we were full of adolescent whatever, mm-hmm. you know, insecurity is what I would say. Yeah. Uh, and she never knew. But he said she had a deep and profound effect, not just, you know, in reading, writing and arithmetic, but on what God can do with somebody's life. And isn't that why you got into teaching or working with kids anyway? so cool how you were highlighting teachers and just what an impact they make because it's so true when you're the one up there I've never taught school of course four of my five sisters have taught school but for me I've just taught like girls on the run Sunday Mm -hmm. school vacation Bible school you can feel like hello hello is (laughs) this thing on hello yeah (laughs) is anything getting through (laughs) but for those of you that are teachers I know my sister she's a kindergarten teacher and she pours her heart and soul into it Um, Just everything is like the way she decorates her classroom and the projects. And like if they're learning a certain vowel, she'll make like food that goes with that vowel and, Mm. and, you know, things like that. So just take a minute to appreciate your teachers. And I know for me, there's several that I could not go back to thank if I wanted to. Like one is in heaven. And there's a few that I just, I wouldn't even know how to track them down at this point. There's this so, thing called Facebook. <laughs> you can put their name in. <laughs> you uh, might be able to. That would be so weird. I'll do, you know what? I'll do one of them in a minute and see Here's if I can some, find them. But yeah, for those of you that are teachers, just know how much we appreciate you. Something I learned with kids, like I, I always volunteered with my kids in middle school. Uh, they were in band and orchestra and they used to have fun calling each other orchidorks and band geeks. And uh, anyhow, they would have this big, if they hit their fundraising goal, they would have this big like Friday fun night. This was in middle school and they would have different rooms. Like one room would be karaoke room. The other room would be video games and video games was always out of control. It was all boys and no one wanted to chaperone that. So I would always volunteer. All right, I'll do that. And I thought, okay, what motivates these guys? Food. <laughs> so I brought in a big bag of candy and I would play because there were only could be like two or three kids on the video games at a time. I would play trivia with them for candy. And by the end of the session, there was like 45 minute sessions in each room. Uh, they were no, no longer playing video games. They all wanted to answer trivia questions. That's awesome. For candy. So That's awesome. What I found, but particularly with the, the, the weird species that is the adolescent male, find the motivation and you can tame that wild animal. I was just thinking about my, your like challenge to Google teachers to thank them. All I know from second grade is Mrs. Vogel. I know nothing. I would never know her first name. She's Mrs. Vogel. Right. Exactly. She doesn't have a first name. Right. And, she, and she lives at the school. Right. She never leaves. 
What's the weirdest thing you remember from the start of the pandemic? Hmm. Now that it's been three years, people are sharing their memories. So, Kev, what's one of your top memories? Just give me one of them. Top memory? Uh, the shortages that didn't exist. Yeah. Like, like, I would go shopping, they'd say, there's a bacon shortage, and mm-hmm. I, I I was our designated chopper, which yeah. is kind of weird. So I would go to the grocery store, mask on, and they'd, be, they'd have buy one, get one free bacon. Like, the, yeah. the thing was overflowing with it. Yet on the news, all you heard was, there's a bacon shortage. Right. Okay, so for me, the biggest memory is the toilet paper shortage. That was real. Like, one night, I said, it was on a Friday, and I said goodnight to my husband, and we both in separate rooms... He stayed up. I was supposedly in bed. Mm-hmm. We were both hunting for toilet paper online. And do you know that I have some pandemic toilet paper still in the house? Because it's just the two of us. I do because I used That's to, how much I hoarded. I went through the building here where the radio station is. It's an eight-story building. And every night the cleaning people would come through. And if there was like a half roll of toilet paper in a stall, they take that off, put a full roll on and prop up the half roll. And I would go through and take all the half rolls and I'd, I'd so hoard them. Wrong. And I was like, Dan, you guys would tease me. And I was like, yeah, if we run out, you're going to be so grateful that I did this. Other memories people shared were the sourdough starter because everyone was baking their own bread. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll never forget the first time I wore a bandana around my face at the grocery store and then had a coughing fit in the middle of an aisle. <laughs> everyone was afraid to cough in public. Right. Zoom parties and graduations. I remember being part of a Zoom uh, birthday party. It was graduation. very sad. My daughter graduated we picked up her diploma in a, like a carpool line. Yep. And the, f- the teachers, the school, they went all out mm-hmm. trying to make the kids feel special for graduation. But man, that was weird. The photo of the priest baptizing a baby with a water gun from six feet away. And <laughs> finally, last but not least, who could ever forget this? Day six in uh, self-quarantine. Living for today. Oh, no need for greed and <laughs> hunger. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Celebrities those, those from their, the their million dollar mansions singing Imagine. I wonder. To all of us peasants. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> Day Thanks, six. famous people. That was great of you. Day six has got me nostalgic. <laughs> so if there's something we missed and you want to share it, feel free to give us a call. <laughs> So we'd love to hear from you. We're talking about weird stuff that uh, that we all did at the beginning of the pandemic. It was like three years ago, like right now, that it was just on the front end. So what are some of your memories of just maybe even did something goofy? We'd love to hear from you. Hey, Stacy. So do you have a very specific memory from the early, early days of the pandemic? Oh, yeah. I was talking about the toilet paper. I uh, opened a fictitious account on a janitorial service. And I ordered a case of toilet paper, got it in two days, and then I've been, every time I order it now, that's what I do. It's, you save money that way. But I, that's what I do today. When I run out, I buy a case at a time. So I'll never have to worry about that again. Yeah. <laughs> money saving, the aftermath of the pandemic, he's still saving money yeah, on he's, TP. Yeah, he saved up enough to, to travel overseas. He just has to live with the guilt that he created a fake, he's, right. fake, he's a janitorial imposter. I wonder what the name of his company was, his right. fake company. <laughs> Wipeout. <laughs> <laughs> so has your better half ever brought anything weird home from the grocery stores, like an item you've never seen before, and you're like, hey, what's this all about? We don't buy this brand of whatever. It happened to me the other day, and there was a very specific reason why Tracy switched brands on us. See if you've ever done this. We'll talk about it next. My wife, she brought home a different brand of butter the other day. We don't use, we use Earth Balance. We have used that for probably about 15 years. Is that the vegan kind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh-huh. um, 
I think it's oil based or whatever. But that we we started using that long ago, and like my kids think real butter tastes funny because they're used to they're used to that. So we always always use that if it if it's like a bogo. She's buying like 10 of them. Mm-hmm. Um, anyhow, she came home the other day with another. It was. It looks like a square piece of butter, but it's it's a vegan butter again. We're not vegan. We just that's what we've always had. And she was she was getting her regular earth balance stuff. And she said there was this lady there who was getting this other butter. And she was she was like probably 10 years older than we are. And she looked great. And she was like, really, like you could tell she was just full of life. And so I said she, or she saw me reaching for that, and she goes, hey, have you ever tried this other kind of butter? And she goes, no, we always get this from my family. Like she goes, I switched to this. I'll tell you what, I just feel I feel better. It's like one of the, well, I've made a few switches in my life in the past five years, but that's one of them, and it, just, it tastes better, and I feel better. So Tracy's like, all right, I'll give it a try. Um, so she came home with it. I didn't know any of that, and I was like, hey, what would you do? what'd you do with our earth balance? Why this? And she told me the whole story again. And I said, honey, I think you might have been the victim of uh, one of those secret shopper people where they send people out <laughs> to market products and just, you know, like kind of sidle up to you and be like, hey, have you ever tried snackaroonies? They're really good. Have it's you ever like had- a progressive insurance come to life. <laughs> Is it really? In the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I always, I make fun of myself if I start talking to people about stuff like that. I'm like, oh man, I am the progressive. I am becoming my parent. Well, she insists, Tracy insists that she was not secret shopper. It was just a nice lady Mm -hmm. letting her know like, hey, this is something we've tried and and we like it. it." I mean, here, okay. I just got to play devil's advocate. For? Most of us (laughs) ingest so little butter. Like maybe there's a tiny bit on a piece of bread or a little tiny bit on to season vegetables or something. Like, how could just that change make you feel that different? I don't know. Maybe you're, maybe, maybe, it's, maybe there's you're chemicals wrong. and earth you're, balance. You're, you're assuming other people use the same amount of butter you do. And that could be wrong. I mean, in our house, now, granted, there's still four of us living there. My wife and I and two of our kids are still home. We go through it like that. I mean, oh. it's like crazy. What do you use it for? All kinds of stuff. I don't use a ton of it, oh. but but it goes quick. I would love to know, have you ever been influenced by a total stranger at the grocery store to buy something? And number two, are you like my wife? That is her number one source of making new friends, is roaming the aisles <laughs> at the grocery store. <laughs> and talking about, hey, have you tried the snackaroonie? That's how she does it. But have you ever had a total stranger influence a purchase like that for you? would love to hear from you. So, Jay, then my wife just bought uh, butter that we've never tried before, completely influenced by a total stranger at the grocery store. Now, has that ever happened to you? Somebody you never met influences something you've bought? Well, I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I've never been influenced by anybody at the grocery store. I just want to try snackaroonie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you keep going on and on about them. Snackaroonies. Let's, let's have some. What, what do they like? <laughs> snack item yeah, I just made up. I, you know, I, I just don't know. And I guess the other thing, Taylor, is I don't know anybody that only uses a little bit of butter either. Right. Paula Dean is going, oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) When you think about setting a world record, what comes to mind? Like, I don't know, rowing from California to Hawaii or (laughs) making a a 6,000 egg omelet, something like that. Well, there's actually a world record attempt coming up next month that Kevin, your son, can be a part of, and he could literally tell everyone he meets at parties, I was part of a Guinness World Record, and it is 
They're gathering the most Kyles possible in Kyle, Texas <laughs> next month. Spelled just like you spell his, K-Y-L-E. I th- you know what? No. He had a gig in Texas last weekend. Oh, yeah. I don't know he if he's have. going back soon or not. Yeah. Well, yeah. this to me would be worth a plane ticket. <laughs> I mean, think about it. There's He can even get his picture made in front of the city sign, which is K-Y-L-E, Kyle, Texas. <laughs> and he could say, yep, I was there. Part of the largest I'm gathering part, the of largest Kyle's largest gathering ever. of Kyle's in history. Uh, what do they check your IDs and stuff to verify for the Guinness Oh, I'm Book sure. Records, yeah, right? I'm sure you got to show your driver's or license. <laughs> or your driver's license is fine. <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun? To be part of a record? It could be that game, Two Truths and a Lie. Mm-hmm. His One of his truths could be, I'm... I'm I'm a Guinness, I, World, I'm record a Guinness World Record holder, and mm. people are like, no, and he's like, uh-huh. I wonder, will they give all of the Kyles like the certificate saying you have the Guinness World Record, or does it just go to like whoever organized it? Who gets the actual accolade? Everyone gets bragging rights. <laughs> I'm sure you could get a T-shirt. Remember the one we saw one time? It was the world's largest gathering of of uh, yard gnomes. Yes. Yeah, and we were like, oh, we could totally do that. I think the qualification was if that was it, wasn't it? You had to just have the hat. Or so I don't mm. know, but it didn't seem like yeah. it would be that hard. You could do it like You've before a baseball game. You've been talking about this for years. You should, yeah, you but, should do it. Yeah, but you know me; I have zero follow through. So <laughs> that's <laughs> why this great is, ideas and no you could, ability if you to follow buy through. Buy the at all. plane ticket for your son. You could live vicariously through him. That's true because he true. would be a world record holder. That's right. And isn't that the American dream that your kids will accomplish things that you <laughs> dreamt of doing? <laughs> Ooh, I can't wait to check in with our producer Griffin today because his son and his daughter had a big event in their lives recently. Yeah. A piano recital. Ooh. Can't wait to hear how it went. So, uh, Griffin, we were so excited to check in with you because you've got two kids, a son and a daughter, and they're seven and six now. Yes. And you, uh, that you had a big uh, a piano recital for them? Yeah, they had their spring recital. And, nice. uh, you know, they had one around Christmas time and this is second semester recital now. And they, they were so chill about it. Really? The first one seemed a lot more ramped up and anxiety. And of course, mom and dad were anxious about yeah. it. Yeah. And they'd never done it before. Right. Uncharted they, water. They'd right? never done it. And this one, I kept asking them like the weeks leading up. Hey, you guys feel good about this? You know your songs? You, you, do you need to practice some more? Oh, we're good. We got it. We got it. Like they'd practice it once and whatever. Wow. And then the day came the other day and they got up there and just nailed it. Like very, awesome. I mean, they were a little nervous, but they yeah. did fine. It was so great. And they both, all, you know, they did the typical piano recital type songs like Ode to Joy. Oh, I Stuff love like that, that you know, yeah. very basic stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but then they each also got to play like a popular song, like from TV or movies. Okay. My daughter did the Bluey theme song. Oh, cute. <laughs> and then my son, here's what he did. Can you recognize the movie that the theme is from? That was a, I thought it was the theme to The Office. <laughs> kind of similar, isn't it? Wait. Oh. It's, it's bit, like on the tip of my brain. Think about Thatcher. Oh. He loves dinosaurs. Yes. Is it Jurassic Park? It is. <laughs> <laughs> he got to play the Jurassic Park theme. So, yeah. Well, that's part of it. I'm getting somebody to be interested, stay interested in a in a mastering an instrument, give yeah. them songs that they like to play. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That'll challenge them, keep them learning. That's yeah. yeah that's key. He has oh, the real cool. Jurassic Park. Let's hear what the what what it'll sound in ten okay. years. <laughs> <laughs> One day. <laughs> Wait. 
Zach Keller Williams? Did he do that? Let's pair them. Yeah, let's pair them together. Like, is there a way? Can you go back in your studio? And if you hit them at the same time, if I hit them at the same, okay, that's gonna be that's gonna be tough getting both. All right, we're gonna give it a try. Perfect. There I mean, that, yeah, it was magic. Just keep practicing. <laughs> just keep practicing. <laughs> He's on his way, man. That is awesome. So um, have you ever taken a DNA test to find out exactly what kind of mutt you are? My sister has. Yeah, I took one. and It was pretty interesting, pretty revealing. Um, my wife, she would not do it, not do it. So I just ordered one for her. And, and she finally capitulated and said, okay, oh, I'll do it. fascinating. And she got her results back. And there's a surprise. Ooh. Tell you what it is next. So your wife finally did a DNA test. Yeah, and she has, um, like, I grew up thinking, okay, I am Scottish and Polish. That's it. That is my, and when you do the DNA test, you find out there's a little bit more involved than. The melting pot. Right, than just that. Yeah, and uh, she was raised believing that she was half German, half French. That's Mm. who Tracy was. Uh, The German part was right. She got Germanic European 42%. But. That's pretty high. There is zero French. Like, no French oh. at all. And Scotland, England, and Ireland, Scotland, England, Ireland, and Wales, you know, what we call the UK, uh-huh. that percentage is 49%. So that's what she is most of. She's ah. mostly, you know, UK origin rather than French. Isn't that crazy? Uh, but that all makes sense with her auburn hair and freckles. Like, right, that right. it all matches. The interesting thing I found is you can say, like, opposites attract or people, you know, birds of a feather, whatever it is. My profile was very similar with the Scottish, Irish, English whales mm-hmm. and i thought i wonder if there's something to that you know on a dna level oh, I'm, i believe there do i go is. like okay you're one of you're one of mine yeah <laughs> yeah i think it totally i don't happens. know it's very interesting yeah. so i think it's really interesting that you said that do we attract people like us because you and tracy have similar yeah DNA i don't know heritage. and something my wife will always go anytime she sees someone like of mediterranean descent she'll go they are the most beautiful people god ever oh, made yeah yeah she'll always say that Greek. so Greek so men. I always go like, hello, blonde haired blue eyed husband over here. <laughs> <laughs> but I really do like, I don't know what it is. There are so many couples. They'll post a couple photo on socials. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, creepy. They look like brother and sister. <laughs> and it happens over and over and over. So I really think you're on to something. And then they say so many people end up, they get dogs that look like them too. Huh, no kidding.